Hi, you're listening to the dollop. Hi. Hey. This is a bi-weekly American history podcast. Sure. Um, each week, once a week, I... Dave Anthony. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jet-lagged. Yeah. Jet-lagged. Mm-hmm. And someone who got on a plane and flew 16 hours. Jet-lagged. Jet podcast. Jet-lagged. Dave Anthony. Reads a story from American history. Two. Two. Gareth Reynolds, his friend, his good buddy, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. Am I too loud for our No, uh, no, it's fine. Shoe set up? I, I, uh, I just wanted to let people know that we're recording on Into a, a shoe. Uh, yeah. So I put the... It's in a shoe, but that it's doesn't matter. But we don't have mics, so we're using the... Right, so it might sound a little... Weird, but again, I mean, this is a podcast recorded from a shoe. Yeah, it's the with two jet lagged men sitting in a shoe, and we're jet lagged, but yeah. we're doing it for you. Yeah, January twelfth, eighteen seventy seven. Okay, January twelfth, eighteen seventy seven. George Carl Tansler, Tansler, sure. Tansler. I I prefer Tansler. Tansler was sure. born in Dresden, Germany. Great place. Sure. Uh, he says he grew up in a castle. But he probably uh, came from a more modest uh, background. It's a big start. So this this man's talking about a castle upbringing. Uh, he went by Carl. His parents were uh, Did, Carl. Is there something he should, else he should go oh, by? His George, name is Carl. George is his first oh, name. Oh, George Carl. Right, okay. Uh, his parents were Carl Tonsler and Pauline Schultz, and he had two sisters. Okay. Uh, he was interested in science. Okay. And in high school, he had no interest in music or girls just building glider planes. Okay, well, that happens. That's a phase. Yeah. Everyone, that's a 16. I went through my glider plane phase. Yeah, I would say... It's really for the glue. I would say I wasn't into girls between 12 and 38. I was just yeah. into glider planes. Yeah. It's a, and it's a fun phase. Yeah. Flies by. Yeah. He, he went to the University of Leipzig, where he studied <laughs> science. Carl claimed to have earned a uh, final degrees as uh, a Master of the Arts in Medicine, Philosophy, Mathematics, Physics, Chemistry... Etc. He said he passed nine different examinations when he was 24. But the thing about degrees is that a lot of times claiming is not something you 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 oh. did. Well, unfortunately, you did it. Uh, Leipzig University has no record of him. Okay, I get the claim. Um, Carl, I get why you go with the claim. Carl was probably self-taught. Okay, okay. Did a tutor get him at the castle? <laughs> what, Sir Carl? The Carl was a storyteller. He told tales of his world travels. He claimed that he uh, also owned an island coconut plantation near the equator. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's a very specific lie. Well, it's just, it's so hard to fact check in the 1870s. Well, it's, oh, no, you can't fact check that. That's like now saying I have a girlfriend in Canada. Now, I also have an uh, island that is full of coconuts right near the equator. Is that coconut island is yeah. mine? Yes. <laughs> I said I was going to buy the island. Everyone was like, "Is this got coconuts?" <laughs> and, uh, but I bought it uh, regardless. Quote: mm-hmm. Near where Amelia Earhart went down. Okay, so right off the bat, <laughs> right off. I mean, who uses an unsolved mystery as a, a pl- as a place point? I mean, it's not a, it's not great. It's not great. Oh, I uh, own a beautiful ranch right near where Jimmy Hoff is buried. What if he's the only one who knows where she went down? Well, she's she, right down there she pounding coconuts. Property. Also, she was way off. We don't know where she was, yeah. If she hit the equator, she was... Remember like a month ago when we found her for a week? Yeah. That was a fun week. That happens every couple of years. Yeah. 
Uh, Carl served in uh, Germany uh, in the German Army as a member of the submarine division and was taken to Australia as a prisoner of war in 1914. Okay, we know this sort of we know where genesis. Carl had a different version in which he moved to Sydney, lived there for 15 years, and became a British citizen. <laughs> wait, I almost spit into the shoe mic. Yeah, don't spit into the mic. So wait, he... So he's actually captured... Should we just call this man Claim? In the submarine, but he just told everybody he went there. He just moved It's there. holiday. Super great holiday. Um, Carl had visions. Uh. He said Countess Anna Constantia... I can't read this. Constantia von Kossel, died, uh, who died in 1765, came to him when he was young and said he was her descendant and therefore he was a count. Wow. That's how you get to be a count. Yeah, someone a, told you. A lady, a lady, a ghost comes. Right, and tells you. right. No, that's the best way. Yeah. Oh, she almost, she might have like Columboed it too. Oh, just one more thing. You're a count. When he was 12, the count. So this is going to sound fucking crazy. I'm a count. A ghost said so. Wait, did she come to you last yeah, night? Yeah, she came to me last night. Fuck, you're so lucky. Columboed me. Just one more thing. Huh? You're a count. What? And your brother's a magician. Ha <laughs> ha. Bert, you're a magician. <laughs> oh no, we get burned. When he was 12, the countess introduced him to his uh, future bride in a vision. So, okay. Right, okay. So she's setting him up. Is she doing anything? She's she's made him a count, and now she's showing him the lady he's going to marry. Okay. This is great. Okay, it's like powerful, powerful sessions. Uh, she said, quote, look here, look here, Carl, I have brought you the bride whom someday you will meet. Carl was spellbound by a young girl so beautiful he couldn't attempt to describe it. Well, that also happens with bullshit. Yeah. Can't make an attempt to describe check, it. Yeah. Checking check the, sure check the boot mic. Good. Uh, when he was in Australia, the beautiful girl apparition came to him and stayed for seven days. Okay. That actually, the best way to test out a new relationship. Yep. Just jump right in with a week, see how it goes, I you know? know. Uh, she would follow him while he worked during the day and stand by his bed while he slept. <laughs> hey, guys, sorry. Ghost wife's coming again. <laughs> yeah, you know... The, the smoggy ball and chain. Hey, Carl, who's that, uh, that uh, like, a see-through girl standing beside you? That's my wife. She is so up my ass, she will insist on coming to work with me. Is uh... Helen, this is the guys. Hey, hey, uh... Hello. Hi, Helen. Would you all like to see your future wives? No. Nope, I'm good. I'm gonna See go. here. I'm gonna go a surprise. I want to be surprised with my. Here she is. Oh. This is her. Oh god, I'm gonna throw up. She has no arms. Okay, I see that. All she does is scream. Okay, that, I want a different one. One of her eyes fell out. Oh Jesus! Oh. Why do I talk like this in film Australian? <laughs> she would follow him. Oh, I did this. Uh, when she eventually vanished, Carl was distraught and vowed to be reunited with her. When, the, when This is the bride. Yeah, she was there for seven days, and then she vanished. And he's like, I'll be with you again. Okay. So after the war, Carl uh, was returned to Germany, and he learned that his father had died, and one of his sisters had moved to America and gotten married. Okay. It, it, the home his mother still lived in was destroyed in the The war. castle? Well, Dresden got firebombed, so. Sure. Quote, I lost my library, all my documents, my collection... Of diamonds, emeralds, and opals. Oh, my God. Is, is he talking to an insurance adjuster? I had some big one. Fiery opals. Uh, it's the fiery opals I'm going to miss. <laughs> it really is. I lost my collection of emeralds. 
And what was in the fire, Carl? That's so bad. Well, there's all the gold, the pirate booties, the emeralds. It's just like everything. Pots of treasure. Pots of treasure. I'm a dragon. Yeah. My wife was in that fire! Sometime around 1920, uh, then 43-year-old Carl married 18-year-old Doris Anna Schaefer. Schaefer. Okay. They had two kids. Now, is is this the woman from the apparition? No. So, so what, you just... Well, I mean... What happened to Ghost Girl? She's 43, right? He, not, his words, they will be reunited. She hasn't come yet. All right, so he's 40. They never do the first time. Now. So he's like, all right, I'll do this until she comes around. So his, his the slow play. Yeah. So he's, so wait, so he is backburnering the ghost bride, and he's just taking uh, the one right now just because he's like, well, what am I going to do? 43. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, he had two kids, Aisha and Krista. Carl decided to follow his sister to America to find work. And on February 6, 1926, he sailed to America, leaving his family behind. He arrived in... Do you have a room for all my bullshit on board? He arrived in Zephyr Hills, Florida, which is close to Tampa, to join his sister and begin a new life. Similar scenes. You see this in a lot of Disney movies. Yeah, just the hit in Tampa. Hey! When he arrived, he... Boys, there's a lot of strip clubs here. Oh, look at this. When he arrived, uh, he Americanized his first name by switching from spelling it with a K to a C. Okay, that'll do. And he began to use the title he believed belonged to him. Here we go. He also gave himself the title of doctor because of all of his degrees. Uh Uh-huh. This man's title, this really should be Queen Shit of Liesville. Carl Tanzler became Count Doctor... Whoa, whoa! (laughs) Count Doctor Carl Tanzler von Kossel... Jesus. Dr. Von Kossel. Count Doctor? Yeah. I mean... You know. Isn't that the vampire from Sesame Street? It flows. Yeah, okay. (laughs) He arrived the next... It really does sound like a guy who's good with numbers, though. Yeah. What you need is a nine. (laughs) I'm going to write you a prescription right now for 27. Nine. So that's going to help you. Nine. Uh, His family arrived the next year. Soon Carl walked out on his family and left them in uh, Zephyr Hills, and he moved to Key West, Florida. Okay. That's where a lot of weirdos go. Sure. Carl was hired at the uh, Navy Marine Hospital. He said he was a doctor, but the hospital couldn't verify it because he wasn't a doctor. Yes, but all of his rubies and documents were burned in a fire. Good Lord, have some compassion for the man. Right, Right. He's a count doctor. So they hired him as an attendant, and he worked his way up to technician. He operated the x-ray equipment and did laboratory work, including taking blood samples. So this is how you know that he's full of shit, because any actual count doctor would be like, no, I'm not going to be, like, That's right. an orderly. Ex- I'm a doctor. Excuse me? Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah, but instead he's like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll sweep the floors. Yeah, that sounds cool. Whatever you need. Carl brought, uh, bought a wrecked airplane, and he hauled it behind the hospital and began restoring it. Didn't see that coming, did you? So he's just white trashing the lawn of the hospital? Uh, yeah, once I get her motor up and running, she'll get out of here real quick. Although he called it building it from scratch. So he... F- <laughs> <laughs> okay. Another mug of bullshit for this tale? Uh, the plane had huge wheels, over five feet high and a foot and a half thick. Shit. Carl said they were like uh, pontoons and would allow him to land and roll on water. Hmm... Is that? Huh? 
I feel like biplanes. It's gonna be fun. I feel like biplanes exist for a reason. No, this is good. They're just gonna roll and, and it'll be fine. Think about it. I, I, the problem is I'm thinking about it. I think that's the problem. At this point, Carl wore a Van Dyke beard and had a cocksure attitude. He dressed well, walked with a swagger, uh, and carried a silver-tipped cane. There it is. There it is, Dave. It was. Could you imagine? Canes, you, truly, just, red you're flags. Just, you're just waiting for your X-ray, and a fucking dude walks in with a goatee, <laughs> a and cane, a, a white suit, wiping oil off his hands. Sorry, it took so long. You see, I'm making a boat that can land on water. <laughs> so anyway, let me look at your vitals. He puts them on the x-ray machine. Well, that's the wrong thing. Uh, I can just actually look at him here. I think we should pop you. Yeah, I think you need to buy a plane ticket. Uh, it was obvious to anyone who saw him uh, that he felt superior. Silver cane kind of gets the vibe. Yeah. Elena Miragros Hoyos was the middle child of three sisters. Her family was poor, their home small and dilapidated. Their parents had immigrated from Cuba, and her father worked in a cigar factory. Elena- Not everybody can grow up in a made-up castle, Dave. Yeah. Elena was universally regarded as very beautiful, with raven black ringlets of silky hair falling around her shoulders, giving personality, and she had a lovely singing voice. I think we found our apparition. Ah. The same month Carl left Europe, 18-year-old Elena married Luis Mesa. She was soon pregnant, but suffered a miscarriage in November. Okay. After her health began to deteriorate, at first her family thought it was from the depression of losing the baby. Right. But then she developed a recurring cough. Okay. In Key West during the 30s, tuberculosis was the number one cause of death. It was untreatable and usually fatal. All right. Now the number one cause of death in Key West is... Jimmy Buffett. Old. (laughs) And Jimmy Buffett. Cheeseburgers. Actual dying. It's actual cheeseburgers in paradise. (laughs) (laughs) Cheeseburgers in paradise. A latest doctor referred her to the Naval Marine Hospital for a blood test and an x-ray. While uh, Luis stayed in the waiting room, Elena went to get her blood drawn by Dr. Carl Van Kossel. Okay. Uh, I'm not... Carl recorded his first impression. Quote, I looked into a face of unearthly beauty, the face of the bride, which had been promised to me by my ancestor 40 years before. Her voice was soft and sweet and childlike. It reminded me of a mockingbird song in she, spring. She's very beautiful, but she does have tuberculosis. Yeah. This voice is probably yes. a little different from... You're probably going to fix it up and she's going to be like, Oh, thank God! I'm back! Carl, give Mama a hug! Mama loves you! Even though Carl and Elena were married, Carl... You don't flirt with me like you used to! What's your deal? That's the stuff that... The blood that comes out of your mouth. Oh, that? Give me my rag. Okay. Why? Why don't you talk like that? Yeah, I'm, this is me regular. <laughs> God, you fixed me. Remember when I sounded all, Ooh, Carl, you're the best. Oh. Yeah, I finally coughed through it. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, Carl was feeling this woman was his destiny. Remember, she's married. Right. From this moment forward, Carl became devoted to Elena. He stopped sending his wife and daughter's money from his paychecks. Nice guy. The next day, Elena returned to the hospital for a chest x-ray. Carl was ecstatic to see her. Oh, God. She asked him if he thought she had tuberculosis, and he replied, quote, Tuberculosis is a strange disease. If you have it, and we don't know this yet, but if you do, I can treat it. 
So wait, if you have it, we don't know it. If you have it, and we don't know this yet. Oh. But if you do... I can treat it. I got it. Okay. So he's promising the cure yeah. for the uncurable. Well, that's a weird thing to say, because you can't actually do that. It's also, yeah. And it's also, like, it's not very good. It doesn't show... Uh, Compassion? Ap- uh, compassion or, or actual professionalism. Or, yeah, it's definitely not professional. Who knows? If you got it, we got you. But we don't know. But we also don't know if counts are magical. Well, that's true. Dracula is the one who kind of threw that argument in flux. Yeah. Uh, there are strains of tuberculosis, and the most dangerous form was the kind that Elena had. It was, it's, it was, used to be called hasty consumption. As in, it was in a rush? Super, super <laughs> fast. I gotta get out of here. I gotta kill you quick. I have a 2.30. <laughs> Soon after her diagnosis, Elena's husband left her for another woman. Okay. So. So now. He was like, oh, I don't want to do that. Right. When Carl learned uh, that the couple had separated, he said, quote, this fact filled my heart with joy. Ugh. It's a very weird. I started masturbating. Uh, Dave's not reading anymore. Just an FYI oh. for everyone. This is riffing. <laughs> Elena's parents were beside themselves with worry. They barely had enough money to get by in normal times. So to them, Carl seemed like a godsend. He was knowledgeable about her illness and how to treat it, and he wasn't charging them. They welcomed him into their home, and he gave Elena radiation and x-ray treatments to build up her physical strength. He brought her fruit. Did you hear what I said? He gave her radiation and x-ray treatments to build up her physical strength. I was letting you get through it. He brought her fruit and... A medicinal wine he got from a priest. Okay, so <laughs> all what we use today. Problems. There's problems uh-huh. in this argument. Um, so radiation. Very good for you. Not known as the coffee of cancer cures. Super good for tuberculosis. <laughs> for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. So he's he's planned is to radiate and yep. booze her up. Yep. And because uh, a priest gave her wine and oranges. Right, and oranges. So basically, his plan is to make sangria. It's going to work. Right? Carl would recall Elena's visits to the hospital the way someone would remember a date. Oh, she's sick again and worsening. Oh, my lucky stars. We took the time out to inspect the plane together. Those moments were of great delight to both of us. When we sat side by side in the little pilot's cabin and imagined how it would be when it carried us into the air and across the ocean. So here's what that scenario uh-huh. is. That scenario is a woman terrified that she's going to die. Yeah, and here's and she has a doctor who's crazy and not saying, I'm going to, not a doctor, a but tech. claim a tech who is saying that he can, he can fix save it. Her. And, then and he's like, all she has to do is listen to plane stories. Yeah. So she's just like, okay, I'll go out and listen to this idiot's plane story again. Why don't you sit in the cockpit with me and we can pretend that we live on an island? We can talk about the sea. Look outside the window. Do you see that coconut island near the equator where Amelia Earhart is mayor? That's mine. Nope. Name. That's ours. (laughs) He named the plane La Contessa de Cosel in honor of Elena and the title she would get. Oh, a countess? (laughs) He's calling her a countess? The Contessa. <clears throat> but Elena continued to weaken, and her parents became skeptical of Carl's treatments. Weird. You would think that going out and touching plane wheels every day would help. They started to resent the condescending way that Carl treated them. He would come into their home and demand they stop smoking cigars around Elena because it was bad for her health. Not crazy. Okay, this one okay, okay. And look, look, even a, even a broken clock. But they took this as, a, as an insult to their Cuban culture. Right. Right. Sure. So. Because. Okay. Right. <laughs> Whose side are we on in this one? (laughs) (laughs) The family sought out other doctors for treatment options. 
<clears throat> they had to go behind. Uh, Trump. Sorry, no, they sought doctors. Actual doctors. Yes. Yeah. They had to go behind Carl's back because he was so obsessed with it. Meanwhile, Carl bought her gifts, jewelry, a big radio console, a silk kimono. He had everything planned out. He'd cure Lena, then they'd get married, and he'd fly her in his plane to a South Sea island, and they'd live happily ever after. He, to him, she is the apparition girl. Yeah. Right, okay. Just wanted to make sure. Because otherwise this would be crazy. <laughs> He proposed multiple times, and every time she'd have an explanation for why she. I'm dying. Fix that. Either she was already married, uh, she was too young for him. If she was to remarry, her mother would insist to be another Cuban. She was being polite to him, and just hoping that he'd keep giving her medical attention, right? And probably appreciating that he was trying to help her, right? Get that. Soon the family started actively trying to keep him away. He started writing her letters daily. Quote. Elena, I can give you so much more than someone your age. Uh. I can give you my science, my experience, my capacity to save your life, all of this and more. I will give you undying love. This is so weird. This makes me feel weird. She replied, quote, (laughs) fuck off. Let me go well first. Then we'll see what happens. Oh, God. I mean, if this were a text conversation, you would be like, she ain't into it, bud. She's not into it. She ain't into it. She just wants your doctoring. Yeah. I've wrote two paragraphs and she wrote two words back. I think she still likes me. She loves me. Carl, quote, I am already collecting all the things we are going to need on our wedding trip. Oh, boy. Uh, Dresses for you and a bridal gown, which is all white silk, and all the rest of your trousse, even lingerie and slippers. And last but not least, all of your medicine. Uh, I was going to say, <laughs> like, all of your medicines last. last. Well, I've got some nice slips for you, some sweet dresses, the things that will keep you alive. Lingerie. Irish old man can fuck you. Oh, wouldn't it be nice? He signed his letters for forever, forever yours, Carl, and she signed hers, your friend, Elena. Uh, <laughs> bud! Hold, hold on. She put her full name in. Oyos. Uh, bud! <laughs> Come on! Full name. Full name. Re- I mean, literally, your read friend. the signals. <laughs> this is when you go in for the kiss, and she turns her. You don't even need to go in for the kiss. There's no kiss. Your friend? It's pretty clear. Then Elena stops showing up for her hospital appointment. It, it is it is the mentality though sometimes of a, a man to think that the way to like uh, take signs like that is like I just need to keep trying. Yeah, I just, just got to keep messaging. Push, push. She's gonna get this. She'll understand. I'm amazing. So she stop she stops going to her hospital appointments, and Carl tried to bring a powerful transformer to her home to administer intense electrical therapy. I'm a Decepticon. <laughs> buddies with Carl. We're gonna fix you. He's a count. Let's do this, Transformers. Hey, have you guys seen Godzilla? <laughs> okay, wait. So he brought a Transformer over for what? The family wouldn't let him in. He was gonna shock her. Oh, shit. Yeah. Carl. Jeez, I didn't think it was a real Transformer, but I assumed there was some uh, good that would come from a Transformer. No. no. So now Carl can't sleep because he can't get near her. And mm-hmm. He knows she's getting worse. He's having nightmares about her worsening condition. And after a year, Elena's condition had worsened to the point where doctors would only give her painkillers to make her comfortable while she was dying. Was dying. Right. So one day, Carl saw Elena, probably at the hospital, and she was pale and emaciated. He then forced himself into her home 
and announced, quote, I have come to stay. From now on, you might as well consider me in charge for good. What? That's not how... He's a count, It bro. works. He's a count. No, he's not. These are count rules. These are not count rules. Yeah, do you know what count rules are? No, I, but neither do you, and neither did he. Well, that's number one. What, I'm allowed to come into your home? Make, I make him up as I go. I'm a count. All right. I live here now. Next. Transformer. More than meets the eye. Carl was the only doctor who still was offering a cure. Elena's parents were so desperate, they allowed him to return. Boy, that would be a fun conversation. I mean... Could you imagine doing this to At this point, uh, I think the only thing we can do is uh, let Carl give it one last try. Let's let the crazy guy come in. Let's let the crazy guy come in and go a little crazy. No Transformers. No. Uh, But, yeah, I think let's let him do his thing. Yeah, okay. Um... He bought Elena a new bed, a matching dresser. <laughs> just what? What are you doing? It's not I the time. Is that a sale? It's not. It's not the time for like. Oh, now this room. You know what it needs? Coffee table. You know what's gonna fix you? Some nice books for the table. Just a nice little spread. Something that says, "Hey, I'm inviting, but I'm also fascinating and I'm interesting." Hello. You know. Uh, he bought her silk sheets, mm-hmm. so we can slide around. When we... You can slide around. You can slide around. So you can slide around. Sorry. And a mosquito net. <laughs> sure. And six silk dresses and silk stockings. Okay. So um, his priorities are. Yeah, seems to be. But he wasn't able to bring his home-built million-volt equipment because it weighed quote. Tons and would have necessitated the le- laying of concrete foundations in Elena's house. Oh my god. So you can't bring the big stuff. Right, okay. He did bring some smaller inventions. There was an inductor box powered by a dry cell battery. Carl would attach electrodes to Elena's chest and then turn on the electricity. It would jolt her until she would cry out, begging him to stop. Yes, that's how you like it. Okay. Then he would bribe her with more presents to allow him to continue the treatments. Ugh. Would you, you like some more silk stuff? And then I can shock you. So she's, so she's just like... Okay, when you say chest, he's fucking looking at her titty. Ah, so there's no even medical... I mean, I know, I'm sure there's no medical basis for any of this, but he's going chest probably just because he's a perv. That's what I thought. When I, maybe he didn't, but... <clears throat> he made a, quote, high-powered, high-frequency medical unit with violet ray equipment vulgaration and throat examining attachments. It induced artificial fever. What? What? Carl, what? Carl described the treatments, quote, I switched on the Tesla coil and hooked it up with one of the throat vacuum tubes. I slowly inserted the tip of the glass tube until it almost reached her tonsils. So he... And what does this device do? I mean... It, it just... Is, is it, it's electrifying? Yeah, most of these things are just different ways to electrify. Right. Her, but this is a throat vacuum, but also a Tesla coil, so this is a fucked up. Yeah, this is... So, this is like what a Bond villain is, has going on. <clears throat> so all this is going on, Elena grew weaker and weaker and seemed to come to terms with her fate. According to Carl... We have uh, big medical things to talk about. I'm dying. What kind of dress do you want to wear to spring formal? I've got two options. <laughs> Elena, wake up! This is important! Good Lord, I know you have TB, but come on. Which one? I think flowery yellow, but I'm also not insane to go stripy pink. Okay. <gasps> Wait, I've got it. Wardrobe change. You can wear both. <laughs> she's so happy she's passed out from pain again. According to Carl, Elena said, quote, If I must die, all I can leave you is my body, for I am only a sick girl 
so I can't marry you while I am sick, but will you take care of my body after I am dead? Uh, I mean, obviously there's a uh, dreadful insinuation inside of that. He considered that their marriage vow. Their marriage vow. Dave, 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 Dave. Dave, 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 it's a marriage Dave, 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 so he goes there, and then a doctor shows up, and he's like, "Good, does that? But let's get our heads together. All right, let's fix this. Okay, Here I we don't go. think we're out of the game just yet. I have a transformer in the trunk. We just need to figure out a way to get her on the plane. If we stick these things inside of her butthole, it will send enough of a shock. Look how shocked you are just from hearing it. <laughs> Carl paid for the funeral. He made all the burial decisions." He selected the most uh, beautiful casket available, lined with rose silk, uh, colored silk. Every day, Carl would visit the cemetery, and he would sit beside Elena's grave. Okay. And then he became worried about the lack of uh, drainage. No, at the no, cemetery. no, 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 no. You know when you're sitting on, a, you're sitting down at a cemetery, and you're like, "This can't be draining well." How they draining these bodies? What are you about, worried about drainage at this point? He thought about Elena getting wet in her casket and decided he needed to build her a mausoleum. Oh, my God, what? Then he could move her from the ground and she'd be safe and dry. Build a mausoleum? Yeah. yeah. Just to keep her dry? Yeah, that's right. She's dead. Well, Carl went to talk to Elena's family about the mausoleum. Hey, guys, so I'm, uh... I'm not... I, I'm, you know, obviously things are crazy. When are you going to go away? Obviously things are crazy. Right. But uh, since Elena and I have uh, become husband and wife... leave? Is there a point where you I'm, uh, I have to be here. Um, who will pick her dresses? Uh, so I think the thing is that we need to build a mausoleum go. for yes. her. Go, please go. And uh, obviously I will be here for yes. the entire construction. No. Go. Because we want to make sure we do it right go. for Elena. She's probably sitting down there soaking wet. <laughs> she, her face when we show her the mausoleum she'll be all like ooh <laughs> or you know like uh, well she's dead yeah when he arrived he announced that he'd be moving into their home of course it's a dollar winner I gotta touch it they were so poor that they agreed to rent him Elena's room for five dollars a month oh my god so now he's sleeping in her bed oh my god quote no it still preserved the sweet scent of her hair. Uh, uh, except, she didn't like him. Except for when my cum is on it. Oh, Dave. We need to wash the sheets again. Yes, Elena had a very sexual evening again. <laughs> hey, okay, this guy's fucking the bed, all right? So I know we're poor, but are we $5 a month this man fornicates the bed poor? Carl spent all of his free time designing and constructing the mausoleum. Elena's name was inscribed near the entrance, but she uh, left her married name off the inscription, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he left her married name. I was going to say, I don't know if that's a decision. <clears throat> when it was finished, he got the... Also, o- she's single now. I, the Oyos family and the state of Florida to give him permission to disinter Elena's body. She had been dead for about six months. She was taken to the funeral home where Carl convinced the undertaker to allow him to rebed her body. He brought in new sheets, pillow, chemicals, and other inventions. 
An incubation tank. Mm-hmm. For the dead? Mm. What are you incubating? Her. He... No. Wait. What? Wait. He spent hours peeling the rotted clothes from her body. He sprayed her with perfume and covered her with layers of sterile cotton. What is going on? Carl picked a new special two-part coffin, a metal outer coffin with a custom inner coffin that had fouls. What happens if she liked him? (laughs) Inside the inner coffin, he put Elena into the incubation tank, and through a valve, he poured a special solution he prepared... He created, it created a state similar to suspending objects in formaldehyde to protect Elena's body from further decay. He's going through all this just so she doesn't decompose. He doesn't want her to go bye-bye. She's gone bye-bye. He loves her. He doesn't know this her. This is what love is. This is not what love this is. This is exactly what no, love is. Love is shared by two people. This is sharing. No, it isn't. For 18 months, Carl visited the mausoleum every evening and sat outside. Then one night, he thought he heard something. (laughs) Yeah, uh uh-huh. So he opened the door to the outer coffin and pressed his ear to the valve. Uh Uh-huh. And he heard her voice. No, he didn't, Dave. He did. No. It says he did. It says right I'm not interested! (laughs) Stop! Uh, Nice of you to come. Sincerely, Elena. Take a hint! Go away forever, please! Carl started to bring her gifts. Petty, pretty handkerchiefs, a Spanish shawl, a comb, a vanity case. Was anyone friends with Carl? <laughs> I don't think yet. Did he have a friend? He's no friend. Was there anyone who was like, hey, Carl? He's no friend. No! He thought he was communicating with Elena's spirit. She would ask him questions, and they would have conversations. On Will you leave? <laughs> on Christmas afternoon, Carl came to take photographs of the tomb, and he felt hands feeling his face and head. Mm-hmm. Where were his hands? Face and head? When the film was developed, it showed a white human shape standing at the entrance of the tomb. Uh Uh-huh. Sure it did. That might have been Carl. Uh Uh-huh, yeah, it was probably Carl. (laughs) Oh, it was a flash. Right. Sooner or later began uh, to sing to Carl. She was singing to Carl. Yeah. Because she sang... Please, please, fuck off, go away. Remember she had a beautiful singing voice? She used to sing a song, or she introduced him to a song. About a lover who opened the grave of his dead fiance. And the well, song this was called is... La Boda Negra. Uh huh. Which I, I don't know what Boda means, but. Boda? The black. I don't know. It was a song she played for him when she was alive, but at this point, Elena started telling Carl to remove her oh, my from God. the cemetery. This is what I was worried about. Why? Because this is, this is. This is what love is. This is not what love is. Naturally, he objected. Nah, Elena! It would be crazy. What do you mean? We can't. We shouldn't. We must. But only because the cemetery was surrounded by streets and houses, surely he'd be seen. Oh, right. Okay, good. Right. So the gripe is not moral. No. Surely. There's no, there's no ethics in the man. How would we get away with this? Elena, we shouldn't. At least not during a high-traffic time. It'll have to be night. I might have to dress you up. Uh, she told him to wait until, until there was a new moon so it would be pitch dark and to hang a large blanket over the fence to block the neighbor's view. Okay. Hey, honey, did you notice a blanket up in front of the cemetery? Yeah, you can't see anything through it. Uh, Weird. What do you want to watch? Mm, certainly not the fence. When the night arrived, Carl wore his wedding suit and a new black... I'm out of my mind! And a new black felt hat. 
my god. Hello, my good lady. Well, uh, we want to make it special. Who is here to steal your body? <laughs> Hello, my love. He brought a little... Till death to us part? I don't think so. He bought a little wagon, a blanket, cushions, and... Hey, what's the wagon for? A rope. In the darkness, he loaded the inner coffin into the wagon. Okay. The outer coffin was relocked and left in the mausoleum, so if anyone looked, they wouldn't know Elena was gone. Right. Carl struggled to lift the coffin over the cemetery. Jesus fence. Christ, that's going to be insanely heavy. Just him? The ground collapsed under him, and the coffin fell on top of him. I mean, this is not good. Uh, I came. Did you come? Ah, uh, Elena... Let's smoke a cigarette, then we keep going. Fluids drip down on him. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. Running down his wedding jacket. And he's still in? A casket valve had opened. He was oh. finally able to get the coffin over. He then took... You still have that sweet smell, Elena. He then took it to a house he had rented for exactly this occasion. So he got it through. Yeah, he somehow got it over. Good Lord. There was no running water at the house, so he washed himself and his clothes with a bottle of whiskey. Oh, okay, so this man is, what, just... <laughs> oh, now he's fucked up? Well, uh, no, 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 Dave, no, no, no. <laughs> he's been fucked up the whole time, but... <laughs> you can wash in whiskey, those are count rules. <laughs> what are you... Oh, he let... Hey, Carl, new soap? <laughs> nah, it's just whiskey. <laughs> He left and snuck back into Elena's parents' house without waking anyone and bathed. Ugh. I'm sorry, I'm washing your dead body, your dead daughter off my body. Sorry, I fell in a barrel of whiskey. Carl left Elena at the rented house for two days and then loaded her into a taxi and moved her to the hospital grounds. What is where it? What is he? His plane was. Oh, my. Okay. I'm having it. Remember, they're going to fly to an island. So no. Get her no, they're not. She's done flying. Uh, so. How how does he get her in a cap? Uh, well, the taxi driver just thought it was a box, and he didn't know what was in it. What does this look like? So he actually helped load the box on. It's the just plane. a box. Yeah, a box. I think so. It's just like a, a box. shipping box. That's all. That's all, that's all we, I could find. Is so he, he the taxi driver literally helps load. Hey, what is this books? <laughs> <laughs> Carl would work on a lane at night behind the curtained window of his plane. She'd been dead for two years, so oh, she was my God. In, in pretty bad shape. She's not in great shape. Her clothes were covered... <laughs> Neither is he! ...with a slimy mold. Ugh. Her eyes were rotted and sunken, and there were maggots on her head, ears, and abdomen. Oh, look, Elena, excuse me. Come on, how many times I told you? Don't let the maggots eat your brain. Yeah, great. That's where your sinking comes from. Great episode of CSI. Yeah. This right here. Yeah. Carl peeled away her clothes, loosening bits that were stuck to her. He washed her and applied perfume. Just a little whiskey baths? A little perfume. That'll do. He then bought glass eyes. <laughs> oh. The, I, it, it, it's now even for this entering a level that I can't handle. Because there's now, like, some new level of delusion to it. Like, he's like... Oh, my God. He bought glass eyes from a mail-order catalog and dressed her in a bridal gown oh, and a my, golden uh, crown. And, and, oh, my God, what? She's a countess, buddy. Oh, Jesus Christ. What is going on? Quote, trembling with burning love, I sank gently into the coffin so with her. So he wrote about this. Trembling with burning love, I sank gently into the coffin with her and kissed her as if we were alive. Uh Words uh, could not express the heavenly bliss that we were experiencing. What? So. What? I'm. Here's. 
I'm starting to think Carl's off. You think he's off a little? What's the problem? I just feel like at this point, I'm like, Carl, buddy. It's when, up now, until now, it was normal. See, when I found out he bathed in whiskey, but your threshold is more when he's in the casket making out with the corpse. Yeah. That's where you're sort of... Yeah. I'm also not comfortable with his actions. He kept working on Elena. He put splints on her nose uh, to form it back in a nose shape. Does he know that other women are out there? One of her arms had been folded across her body in the coffin, so he created a cord and pulley system attached to the ceiling okay. of the plane, All right. which would slowly good. turn the arm We're to good here. the position. Then Carl made several death masks. You know, death masks, they used to make death masks like in the Wild West when someone gets shot and they'd make a mask of their face. Okay. So they made death masks. In 1934, Carl's daughter, Krista, suddenly died of diphtheria. Doris wrote to her estranged husband and told him of the tragedy. He didn't go to the funeral, and he didn't send any money. Uh, that's too bad, but I have a new woman. Well, first of all, she's fine. This okay. Is a weird thing to hear. <laughs> but when uh, when you said my Zata was dead, all I could think was, I am in love uh, with a living woman. Months went by, and then the naval Months station... Months went by. Naval station got a new commander. Okay. Who ordered Carl to move his plane off government property. Okay. So Elena's brother... Oh, my God. So this is where I got confused about this point. Yeah, this is where you're confused? Um, I think it's her brother-in-law. I think it's... Her her ex's... Right. Ex's brother. um, Helped Carl attach the plane to a truck and towed it through the streets of Key West to a shed on a place called Rest Beach. The whole time, the guy had no idea Lan was inside. He thought he was just towing. There's a really... You can see a pattern with this plane and with his romantic life. Yeah. They're never going to get anywhere, but he still thinks it's happening. I think it's great. Yeah, I bet you do. Um, so now he doesn't need to live with Elena's parents anymore. Can't believe we're still going. Yeah, he's been living there the whole time. So they let him take the bed. Uh, they, they let him remove the bed from the house. And, yeah. Oh, my God. The this new is... house was actually just a rundown shack that had been part of butcher pens back in the day where cattle were slaughtered. Okay, so it's got, like, a good vibe already. (laughs) Oh, cool. Blood on the walls. I mean, I just picture it to be, like, a stall. Right. Cool. Um, That'll do. But it was a waterfront property with a beautiful ocean view, which is great for a new couple. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Um... The guy, the brother-in-law, Mario, helps Carl fix up the place. Sure. They laid a concrete floor, added walls, and installed a laboratory for his inventions. In the lab, Carl built a new and improved incubator tank. He placed Elena in the tank, filled it with an antiseptic salt solution, and left her for 24 hours at a time to let the fluids circulate over her. So essentially the incubation element is just some form of preservation and... Uh, just like an air freshener. Keeping her. Right. Good. That was not okay. He was sure uh, he was beginning to make progress toward bringing her back to life. Oh, Jesus. So he really is just... I mean, I don't know what's worse. He's not sane. No, he's not sane. He's not sane. It it almost... It honestly... It almost makes it a little better that he believes that because then you're like, okay, but it's... There's no scenario. <laughs> well, I've got some interesting news, naysayers. Guess who's a fake and in love? Only took five years? Meet Elena! Huh? 
We're married. No. Yeah, we live in a barn. <laughs> Carl and Elena celebrated a nice Christmas together. They shared some wine. Carl, quote. Uh, uh, Dave, just real quick before you get into it, just to be clear. This is insane. I drank half of it and drew the other half into my mouth. I pressed my lips firmly against hers, which were open just a little. Thus slowly, I forced the wine into her mouth. Okay. That's how this couple drinks wine. Okay. They had been living... They've been living there um, for two years when the WPA arrived in Key West as part of Roosevelt's new deal. Okay. What is the WPA? I don't know what it stands for, but they're, it's a, like an association that's going around fixing up okay. different places. Sure. And, and putting people to work. Oh, that thing that Trump has. <laughs> the WPA started cleaning up beaches, including Rest Beach. Okay. They were too close for Carl's comfort. It's time to load Elena back onto the plane. I'm just picturing a sitcom called Too Close for Comfort starring Carl and Elena. <laughs> um, so he's going to put her back in the plane and tow her to a new home. He found a home on Flagler Avenue. It was a large shed. Was it Red Flagler? Among bushes, offering needed seclusion. Carl now had 13 dogs. <laughs> <laughs> what? I wonder what they want. They, well, the truth is, they were like, well, "There's meat in here." Shit. Are we ever going to eat that sausage? Bacon, 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 it's bacon. The kitchen door was always left open as a shelter for the dogs who guarded the home. So he's got the dogs as guard dogs, and so no one will come around. This guy like looking in. This is. I mean, this is really one of those things that you know you just can't tell anyone. Yeah, you really can't. The amount of dogs, I mean. You can't. There's no one you can tell. Yeah. No, there's no... There's so no what have you been doing? Uh, just um, getting a new place in order. Yeah. So that's it. That's it? Yeah. Started seeing someone new. But oh. uh, don't want to talk about that too much. No? What's she like? She's great. She's uh, unbelievable. Yeah? She's got... Uh, she loves wine. Yeah, she loves uh, wine. We kiss all the time. Yeah. She uh, likes it when I put some sort of uh, lavender mist through her incubation we do- tank. We should do a double date. Yeah, I, I mean, I would love to, you know, but you guys should come to us. Because she's sheepish outside. Yeah. Yeah, she just is like, you know, like any time... Well, she doesn't blink. You know, what? because she has two glass eyes <laughs> that I bought her. And she only wears a wedding dress. And um, what else? She loves to fly. Well, she loves to be in the plane that will fly. Um, we just says like any other couple. We like um, laying in the coffin, her coffin. We like, um, you know, uh, putting each other's fingernails back on when they fall off. Mainly hers. You know, her nails pop off. So and then to, We don't have to do the double date. That's we're fine. Yeah, I just think she's not that kind of person. Yeah. Maybe when we're more comfortable. Okay. Yeah. Plus, the dogs are always eating her. In 1935, Carl lost his job at the Marine Hospital due to budget cuts. Mm-hmm. And marbles. Not for being crazy. No, no, no. No, because they were like, we can't afford you anymore, Carl. But now he can spend all his time with Elena. That's good. The only time he talked with anyone was when he went to the post office to pick up his monthly check, probably a German military. Pack. I'm crazy. Bye. Bye. Carl was not able to run his incubator at the new place, so he moved Elena into the bed. Oh, but just Quote, just in the bed? Now I slept by her side to be close to her and to protect her from insects and other dangers as if I could feel it for her. 
Whenever I discovered another leakage, <laughs> whenever I discovered another leakage, oh, I sealed my. it up oh. right away with silk and wax to stop any plasma from running away. Oh my god. Oh my god. So she's just popping to, wounds? To protect her from insects, he gave her whole body another layer of silk sealed with wax and balsam. So so she what is she she's just know, is she a candle silky silky's nice and smooth uh, Elena was uh, th- uh, this Elena's still talking saying to Carl oh okay because I was worried she was dead but now that she was not in the incubator Elena was drying out <laughs> Dave this is just and losing weight oh gosh well I mean from 90 pounds down to 40 so no, that's that's trouble quite a loss yeah quite a loss normally you would take someone to the hospital are you feeling okay you've lost a lot of weight Her feature changed as she mummified, but she was still beautiful to Carl. By 1940, Elena's sister, Nanya, was her only living family member. Both of her parents and her younger sister died of TB. Guess who's moving in? (laughs) Nanya was already sick and would succumb to TB soon. Okay. Nanya heard rumors that Elena might not be in her mausoleum. So there's like, for whatever reason, there is chatter around town. That she's not in there. Sure. Well, you know... Which is weird. Yeah, well, Carl's showing up to work with red wine lips and goo around it. <laughs> People are like, what is he doing? She told Carl to come to the cemetery and demanded he open the coffee. He was the only one with the keys, right? So he's the only one that can open up the coffin. Boy, this is, this is not good. He refused. Okay. That's not going to happen. Okay. A few days later, she tried again. Again, he refused to open the coffin. What are you so worried about? And then he invited... Nanya to his house. Mm. There, he pulled back a curtain. Oh my god, no. What? He's what? Revealing Elena in the bed. You should see your face. <laughs> You're shocked! He was excited for Nanya to see how beautiful Elena was in her silk dress and jewelry. He told Nanya that Elena was safe with him. It's good. She's good here. Yeah. Yeah. Look no. How pretty she is. No, we all feel yeah. good. All right. I should go to the police home. Yeah. I should go home. Okay. Go home. Yeah. Yeah. And um, like, she stay here. Oh, of course she stays here. She's in great, loving arms. Uh, yeah. Look how many times you've waxed and silked her. All right. Well, pitter patter. I should get at her. I am. Uh, good to see you. Good to see things are good with both of you. Good day. Good day. Bye. Nanya told Carl. That if he would return Elena to her crypt, she wouldn't tell anyone. Okay. He refused. My, yeah, I was going to say, my guess is a man who feels comfortable presenting this yeah. situation is not going to be someone who's like, I fear the law. Later that day, 70-year-old Carl, 70 years old now, was arrested for being in possession of a dead body. <laughs> he was booked in the county jail on the charge of wanton and maliciously demolishing, disfiguring, and destroying a grave. It sounds like it's accurate. And there's also another crime that I... This is like... you don't. You, we haven't carved out a crime at this time. And you've been married to a dead person. I don't think that's a legally binding marriage. I don't think so either. Elena's body was taken to the funeral home for the third time in nine years. But this time, it was put on display. Over 5,000 curious people came to see the body. The, because they're like, well, meet the woman that a crazy man ruined. What the fuck was... It? I mean, this is anything now, associated with oh, this it. is the thirties. Like, no, this is 1940. What the fuck are people doing? Out of our minds. Stop looking at bodies. When did Out we stop looking mind. at bodies? I, I guess at some point we just got uh, like uncomfortable with the idea. Hopefully, 
It was a sensational story. Reporters from around the world came to Key West. Carl went from a virtual hermit to international fame overnight. Mm -hmm. Most of the press portrayed him not as a gross weirdo, but as a devoted lover. This is this is truly the. This is always going to be the problem. (laughs) This is all. This will always be the problem. Right? Is that these people will be reality shows before they'll be fully chastised? Right. Instead, you're just going to cut to like, Hey, I'm Carl, a fake count doctor, and this is Elena. And she's like this all the time on an all-new TV, TVH. (laughs) Women thought what the count had done was marvelously romantic. See you later, bud. Most people were non-judgmental. Sure. October 7th, front page of the Miami Herald. Quote, dead girl's highly educated lover sees no wrong in removing her from crypt. Also, not highly educated. A man with nine college degrees whose fantastic love affair has startled this island city sits in a jail cell here, bewildered and puzzled as to how he committed a crime, removing from the crypt the remains of a pretty young woman he idolized in order to bring her back to life. Just listen to the the slant on that immediately. Yeah. Yeah. As he sits bewildered. What the fuck is he bewildered for? It's, Where did it go wrong? But we still say the same media pattern. Today. Oh, yeah. Miami Life called out the Herald. Quote, These papers, especially the Miami Herald, have probably caused you to sympathize with the crackpot scientist. Von Kossel should be put away by American authorities or deported. Key West's oldest and most experienced attorney offered to defend Carl for free. Oh, my God. Hey man, how, we, both, you, we both like Buffett, and uh, yeah, he's a great. Yeah, that's it. That's why I'm doing this. Yeah, so we have a lot in common, Buffett. Uh-huh. that's enough. Yeah, it's plenty. Parrot yeah, head. it's uh, we would t- yeah. we'll exhaust ourselves on that topic. Parrot heads, right? Yeah, parrot, big time parrot head. Yeah. Elena was too. Oh, she yeah. loved him. Yeah, yeah, we'd sit there and listen to him all the time. Yeah. That's great. She'd tap her. I tap her foot uh-huh. for her. Yeah. you know, until it came off. I'm, I'm in love defending you. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah. So many women came to visit Carl that there wasn't room inside the jailhouse, so the jailer allowed Carl to greet his admirers out in the front yard. They had collected money for him, which Carl accepted so he didn't offend them. <laughs> for court, Carl sure. dressed for the occasion in black pants, white shirt, bow tie, tuxedo jacket, and tennis shoes without socks. So he basically looks like he's a teenager getting married? (laughs) This was a hearing to determine whether he would stand trial. If tried and convicted, he could face a $500 fine and two years in jail. All right, this is just absolutely... Okay. Elena's sister, Nanya, testified about her horror at seeing her sister's corpse. Quote, Your Honor, it was the most grotesque thing I have ever seen in my life. Her hair was still on her head. She had glass eyes. Her arms and legs were like sticks with stockings. It was a monster. It was horrible. What I saw will haunt me for the rest of my life. Then she turned to the judge. Quote, Something else I would like to know. Why won't the doctors who examined Elena's body make their findings public? What has Van Kossel done to my sister's body? Was he doing something too horrible for words? Yeah. The judge asked, quote, Count Van Kossel, did you at any time during the more than seven years you had her, kept her, whatever, 
Did you at any time sexually molest the body uh, of I'm Elena so, Oyos? I'm so nervous. For We've created a condition where he might be okay answering. Carl replied, quote, No, Your Honor, I did not. Then in a low voice, he added, She was mummified. Oh, that's, that's not a reason. That's not why you'd go, no. You try to fuck a mummy. Oh, my God. How many times have I said that to you? Of course not. How could I? I have a mummy fetish. Ugh. I like when dust comes out of you. Ugh. When Carl testified, he introduced himself. My name is Count von... <laughs> My name... My name is Count Carl von Kossel, and I am a chemist, engineer, physicist, a scientist, a radiologist, with degrees in philosophy, psychology, and medicine. Sure. He explained Does about, he know he's not making a singles dating tape? He explained about the child of vision searching the world for her and trying to save her life and building her a monument. Several women in the courtroom audibly weeped. Oh, God. Jesus. The judge granted Nanya's request to have Elena's body buried and ruled that only relatives would be told where her grave is. <laughs> I'm a new relative uh, from the Cuban side of the family. Uh, where's the body? Carl protested. Of course. Quote, I resurrected her. I brought her back to life, Your Honor. I will carry the fight to the highest courts of the land. If I live long enough to ob- obtain sufficient funds to regain her, she is mine. Her father gave her to me. I am more entitled to her than her sister. Oh, my God. Uh, this is, that's how, that's like a, what you'd say about a dog or something. Well, he is 13. Yeah. The judge ordered uh, him to get a psychiatric evaluation. On what grounds? Two U.S. citizens posted Carl's $1,000 bail. Okay, great. The court-appointed lunacy board found Carl to be sane. Of course. And able to stand trial. How? 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 What detail is not troubling? (laughs) The state decided not to prosecute because the two-year statute of limitations for molesting a grave had expired. Ah! Listen to that statement. Elena had been removed seven years before. Oh, so it's actually... She might have been just getting the itch. (laughs) (laughs) Nanya was furious. To hide her body, Elena's um, body was dismembered and put into an 18-inch cube box. All three men who buried it took the location to their graves. Carl started getting visitors from all over the United States, Canada, the Bahamas, and Cuba. He charged a quarter to tour his lab and see all of his inventions. He also bought a huge pipe organ. That's always a good sign. (laughs) Worse than a body. Worse than a body. (laughs) Carl appreciated the support, but he really wanted seclusion. He decided to return to Zephyr Hills and stay with his sister. Can you imagine, like, just wanting to be left alone and, you know, people not getting that, so you have to go move into the middle of nowhere? Like, what would that must be like? To have people so consumed with you that yeah. they 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 just want to see you, but you don't want to see them. Yeah. And they don't respect your wishes to just be left alone. You know, or left yeah. dead. Or dead. She was having his sister was having medical problems and can use Carl's help. His wife uh, and uh, his old wife and their teenage daughter also still lived in the town. Six months after his lease from jail, Carl prepared to leave Key West. 
He hired three large trucks to bring all the things he couldn't leave behind. That included Elena's casket, the wingless airplane, airplane, and the pipe organ. <laughs> then Carl built... It's quite a three. A tomb. Oh, no. The night before he left town, he snuck into the mausoleum. Oh, I'm sorry, I said that wrong. That got, that got changed. Okay. Then Carl built a bomb. That's different. The night before he left town, he snuck into the mausoleum and oh placed God. the bomb. What is going on? It went off 24 hours later the next morning at 1.40 a.m. The explosion smashed part of Elena's empty tomb. The blast could be heard throughout the city. Carl had left four hours before, and the police were never able to tie him to the bomb. That is pretty... Am I crazy to think that that's pretty ahead of your time as far as building a... But delayed detonation? I don't know. I mean, he was in the military, so he might have learned how to do that. I don't think delayed detonation is a problem. Uh, no, I think back. I think for the time, it's yeah, totally. <clears throat> Once I back, wouldn't be able to get it together. I know you would. Yeah. Once back in keeps Zephyr going Hill. off in my hands. <laughs> well, then you're dead. Yeah, exactly. Can I live with you? Silk me. Once back in Zephyr Hills, instead of helping his sister, Carl spent his time writing a book and painting watercolor illustrations to tell the world about his love. He moved into his plane in the yard. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, geez, this is... How, Dave... No! So what, f- well, fuck you, I'm going into the plane. What is the bottom and for this man? He's going to... Li- now I'm just going to live in a plane in a yard! Because Carl was a German immigrant, and we were at, jo- at war with Germany in 1942, Carl was put under surveillance. That's what got him? Finally. That's what got him. To make his Thirteen plane, dogs, pipe organ, corpse, you say, is your wife. To make sure his plane couldn't fly, they made Carl take the wheels off. Then he's not... No, 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 no. Guys, guys. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, fuck. <laughs> now it was slanted backwards, so it's like on its tail. Sure. But Carl still uh, felt most comfortable in there. He felt Elena with him in the plane. Eventually, Doris took him to his daughter's grave, and Carl made a monument for little Krista the way he had made one for his Elena. Yeah, but that's like a guilted move. It's not. It doesn't come from the right place. In 1944, Carl moved to a house on his own where he erected a shrine to Elena. He placed her casket on a long table and put one of the death masks atop a model of Elena's body. That's normal. A local said, quote, You know, he he used to take people over to his house and show them the replica he made of that girl. He always dressed up and looked neat walking around town. Yeah, he sure did. Sure did. I'll tell you what, he looked good in his suit. He looked neat. Say what you will about the guy, he tied it together. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, he looked good. He looked good. In 1945, Fantastic Adventures, a pulp publication, bought and printed The Secret of Elena's Tomb. Uh, so he got money for that, but he sp- soon spent the money and once once again was destitute. He refused to take a job that was below his dignity. No hospital would hire him because what is he eighty? The corpse bride story. Yeah, he's like, I mean, what do you bring to the table besides a plane wheel? Doris uh, gave him two fifty a week from her fifteen dollar weekly salary. Okay. That was enough for him to buy sardines and a few staples to keep him from starving to death. Sure. In 1952, neighbors reported that they hadn't seen him in a few weeks. The sheriff found the Count's body decomposed uh, badly on the floor next to the table with the shrine. He was 76 years old. 
After Carl died, the airplane he never finished was moved into a neighbor's yard for children to play on. Mm. 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 In 1972, the doctor who performed the autopsy was interviewed. Quote, The breasts really felt real. What? And Wait, uh, this is of Carl? No, this is uh, the guy who did the autopsy. Of Elena? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The breasts really felt real. In the vaginal uh, area... Uh, 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 sorry. In the vaginal area... Sorry, no, no, no. What? That's a crazy way to start. The breasts really felt real. Like, they were they were hot. Legit tits! Like, they were sweet... Legit! Sweet titties. Um, what else? Uh, I mean, let me... Butt wouldn't quit? Uh, I wrote him... You know, I wrote him my report. These titties are killing it. All right? Yeah. Yeah. Tight. Oh, no, Tight. I don't work here. <laughs> what? Oh, no, no, man. No, no. I just delivered I teach surfing. <laughs> I teach surfing. Why do you come down? Why do you got to come down to surfers? Oh, they've always loved the dead. The breasts really felt real. The vaginal area, I found a tube wide enough to permit sexual intercourse. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, you really save... You really save a bite for the end, don't you? At the bottom of the tube was cotton, and uh, in an examination of the cotton, I found there was sperm. Oh, my God! Jesus Christ! Then I knew we were dealing with a sexual pervert. And only then! Says the man who started with the breasts felt real. How about these? So, wait, he... Hey, Gary, you want to... Can you feel these, these boobies? Look at these. Let's get over here. <laughs> it's, it's weird when the fake guy's name is Gary. Yeah, I usually go to Larry. <laughs> Because then I gotta be him. Um, uh, so he built a, a he, doctor. Doctor F- uh, Foraker, who was also at the autopsy, confirmed it. Uh, so he put a tube in her, and he would fuck her. What kind of? Uh, uh, I don't feel good. Can I shower in your room? Even knowing all the information, there are still people in Key West who knew Elena's family and still consider Carl to be a romantic who did nothing wrong. To this day, if you take a tourist trolley tour of Key West, you can hear the romantic story of true love between the Count and his corpse. Yeah, because if you're giving a tour and you're just going to devote a paragraph of thought to it, you could probably find a way to make it sound somewhat beyond uh, necrophilia. I guess it's not even necrophilia though. It's so past. When you put a bang so tube in someone, it's necrophilia. I know, but I mean, yeah, but he's not. It is just, beyond he's that. Not just a necrophilia. No, because necrophilia they no. Just fucked up. No, he's a devoted husband. He he really. It seems like he was really into her. He was really into her, and when thanks to the tube, literally. When she was alive, she just had the misfortune of looking like his ghost girlfriend. Yeah, his from vision. Twenties. Yeah. <laughs> But you also, like, yeah, like, this is genuine, I mean, he's a psychopath. (laughs) Completely. But the media has always been atrocious. Yeah. Atrocious. Well, and also, the I, yeah. They look for the thing that would spin it and keep selling papers. They didn't look for the reality, which is, here's a fucked up guy, he's clearly got some serious mental issues. He's been doing this. It, they turn into something and they would sell paper after paper after paper. Yeah. Whereas that would just sell one day and be done. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, well, I think you're right. The media used to sensationalize stuff. <laughs> For sure. 
Uh, I mean, I, Dave, I don't even... What, what do we... What, what Like, to someone who... I can't imagine just starting listening to this. This podcast? Yeah, this oh, one. Oh, no. Like, what if you... What if? What do you do at the beginning of this one? You're this like... This isn't the one. This is a crazy one. No, I'm sorry. I don't think anybody got past maggots, to be quite honest. Oh, my God. That was a Phineas Gage moment where there's just a lot of throwing up. Ugh. Unbelievable. I just can't... It, it really, like... In the climate of today... When it just seems like men are maybe starting to come around to the plight of uh, what women go through on a daily basis with are men. They? <laughs> well, it seems like to some extent, like we're at least it's starting to get called out a little yeah. bit more and shit like that. Um, but I think a story like this. <laughs> Shows you what happens when the word no isn't allowed. And it'll go to a crazy fucking place. Oh, it certainly did. Uh, shit. What? Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this, uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army. To join me for, I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th. Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it. After it. Let's see you there. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help 